This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director. This is something that I think radio is good for. It's going to be the Children's Miracle Network Radiothon coming up this week, Thursday and Friday from 6 in the morning till 6 in the evening on most of our group of stations here in Sioux Falls. KTWB will also be on Crow and Q95 and KELO-FM as we talk to Bethany Olson with the Children's Miracle Network. The Radiothon has been uh, something you've been doing for quite a few years. We have have over the course of I believe this is year 17 we have raised over two million dollars for Sanford Children's thanks to the listeners of our wonderful station so we've been doing it for a long time we've made a big impact but of course the needs of a children's hospital never seem to go away so we are grateful to be able to do Radiothon again this year and we are extra grateful that we have come to a place with the pandemic that it is safe for us to be in the castle again this year so We actually just toured with the DJs, the castle again, because it's been a while since some of them had seen it, and it's the first time that some of them have seen the castle at all. So we were, it was just great to see the castle and know that we will be back broadcasting live on Thursday and Friday. I've been doing this program uh, since uh, 1977, and I remember the early days uh, before the castle even. We talked about, well, if we could only get one of these incubator things that they put on the airplane, they're, they're worth a lot of money, you know, and, you know, like I say, even now you still need those kind of things, don't you? Yes, we do. The The needs have not gone away, and in fact, as Sioux Falls and South Dakota continue to grow, the needs are even greater to be able to have the life-saving equipment right here in our backyard. We are able to care for teeny tiny babies that are as, born as early as 23 weeks. We're able to care for them right at Sanford Children's because we have equipment called the giraffe omnibed that basically acts as the mother's womb outside of the womb to take care of the baby. And that's something that we wouldn't have if it wasn't for philanthropic donations. And so that's just one thing that we have. We, um, we in that tour that I mentioned just a little bit ago, we heard about all of the other things. So there's things, uh, an ECMO machine, which is a cardi. It basically acts as the heart outside of the body to help the heart pump and filter the blood. That's another thing that we have here in Sioux Falls that we're able to take care of patients that are in really critical condition without having to send them somewhere else. Something that the nurse told us that was touring us around said, you know, sometimes patients aren't healthy enough or strong enough to be able to be transported to another facility. So having the life-saving specialized equipment right here in Sioux Falls is a, a huge asset to us to be able to take care of our patients when they need it and where they need it. A wise man told me a long time ago, it's it's how close you are to the medical attention that you need that is so important, whether it's a heart attack or uh, in this case, uh, you might have a premature birth. Or uh, What's the tiniest, smallest babies that uh, they've had at the uh, castle there? So as far as I know, the smallest NICU graduate is what we call them once they um, get to go home from the NICU weighed 11 ounces. So if you want to think about that, the size of that was about the size of a Butterfinger. I've seen pictures of a Butterfinger candy bar sitting next to the baby, and that's about how long she was. And then 11 ounces, I don't know exactly what that what weighs that much, but it's it's pretty small. And she has a few complications and needs some follow-up care, but she's really thriving. That I believe she's about three years old now, but just to think of, I want to, I think she was born at 24 weeks, weighing 11 ounces. So, and we took care of her here. So just knowing that we have the specialized care to take care of somebody that's small, um, it just means a lot to us. Well, nine years ago, I had a grandson that was born at a pound and a half, and that's not that unusual now, is it? That's pretty common, isn't it? It 
it happens more than we would like for it to, but I think what's crazy is that they survive. I mean, they're born super early. You think of 40 weeks as full term, um, full just that's what they want you to get to is 36 to 40 weeks, but they're being born and surviving at 23 and 24 weeks. And like you said, it is more common, but we're hearing more of the success stories because we have the equipment and the doctors and all of the people that it takes to make um, that miracle possible. Yeah, I remember having to go in and wash and wash and wash and wash your hands. Yes. <laughs> That's something that uh, uh, is quite an experience to go in and then see those tiny little babies. And, yep. And, uh, you, you, we call it almost like scrubbing in for surgery. You have to wash for, I think it's three minutes from all the way up to your elbows to make sure that anything that would touch those little babies is, is clear of all any germs so that we aren't um, bringing in anything that could compromise their already pretty weak immune systems. But that's just one of the things that um, Children's Miracle Network is part of, and the Castle and all of our team at Sanford Children's, they um, they really do appreciate the work that we do through Radiothon. So. Well, the stations that will be doing the Radiothon coming up uh, Thursday and Friday from 6 in the morning till 6 at night, it'll be on KTWB, on Crow, Q95, and Kettle FM. Uh, the uh, uh, main thing is that uh, uh, you'll be talking about a lot of these things. Now, the castle has been there for, for quite a, a few years now. Is it, uh, are you going to need to expand? We, so the castle opened in 2009, so we have been there for about 13 years now, and it is built to um, withstand a couple additional floors being built on top of it. At this point, I don't think we need to expand, but um, this fall we have seen a really big surge, as have many other children's hospitals around the country, of RSV. Um, So what we've been able to do, because we are paired with um, the adult health system, Sanford Health as a whole, we've been able to um, kind of maneuver some of our um, outpatient services over to the main hospital and take care of the influx of patients in the children's hospital um, so that they are still able to receive the specialized care that they have with the physicians and doctors and things right at their fingertips. Um, So we don't need to expand yet, but we have a little bit of an overflow um, situation going on every once in a while, but they, they have plans in place for when that occurs, even though we hate that we have to have those plans because we don't like it when kids are sick. But we have the plans in place, and they were forward-thinking enough when they built it to know that um, we might have to build additional floors. Well, the mayor, I think you would, if you ask him, the city grows by about 7,000 people a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say because of the <clears throat> Sanford Children's Miracle Network and, and the other health services we have here, Sioux Falls is a very, very good place to be. Uh, you never know uh, when you're going to need the, that, that kind of uh, uh, aspect. I, one thing, you know, People that want to listen to the Radiothon will say, well, this doesn't apply to me. Uh, you know, I'm not going to have that problem. My baby's going to be perfectly healthy. Uh, what do they need to know, uh, in a sense, because uh, there's quite a few that do have a handicap. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that we, we hear from families that do share their story is they never thought it would happen to them. Or we, we knew about the castle. We've driven past the castle, but we never expected to need it. And gosh, were we so thankful that it was available to us when we did. Because eventually, whether it's your own child or a loved one's child or a friend's child, you're going to 
your chances are you're going to meet somebody who has had experiences at the castle and um, can speak firsthand to the care that they received there and how Sanford Children's Hospital um, changed and saved their child's life. So I think that's something that we hear, like I said, so many times from families is we never thought it would happen to us, but it did. And we had the castle here to take care of our kiddo. Um, something that on our tour this past week they shared with us was that um, kids can go from being looking pretty healthy to being really not healthy super fast, even faster in many cases than adults can. And um, sometimes they have parents who just drive to the castle with their child and just because they know that the castle takes care of kids. So even without calling their doctor or an ambulance, if that would if it would be extreme, sometimes they just drive to the castle because they they know that that's where they can go for care and they know that they can go there for care because they've heard things about the miracles that happen during Radiothon. But when that happens, they want the best of care and they want everything they can do to uh, make things right as best as they can. Uh, Medicaid insurance doesn't usually cover the cost of care because it is sometimes long-term. Uh, and the community support and donations is the key, and that's what we're going to be talking about on the radio telethon coming up on Thursday and Friday. Now, there's more than one Children's Miracle Network hospitals. How many are there around, around the country? So there are 170 CMN hospitals across the U.S. and Canada. What's really great about our network of hospitals is because we have hospitals all over, we're able to get national partners on and have some national staff to support us in our fundraising efforts. That allows us to have partnerships with people like Walmart and Costco that we maybe wouldn't be able to have. But even though we are a national network of hospitals, the money that we raise in our local area stays local. So the money that we raise in eastern South Dakota and southwest Minnesota is all going to stay local to, to help Sanford Children's Hospital, which is, um, it really matters to people. People want to know that their donation is helping the kid down the street or the child that's coming through the store that they own or maybe it's one of their students or anything like that. That's That means a lot to the people that give to Radiothon, and it also means a lot to us to be able to say, no, you're actually helping people who you might meet someday because they are right here in our backyard. Well, many people say, well, I've got a healthy uh, baby or son or daughter, but they can have a car accident or they can fall or they can uh, uh, have another kind of trauma. Uh, looking at your website, uh, Bethany, uh, the Children's Miracle Networks nationwide, as you say, they treat kids with trauma 16,000 every day. Um, kids with diabetes, 935. Kids with cancer, over 2,000. This is every day. Mm -hmm. And babies in, in the NICU or NICU is 925. What does NICU mean? NICU is Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. So that's where those premature babies or babies who are born with a fever or a little bit of a, an illness, um, they will spend time in the NICU. Um, so if you think of the ICU as an adult, scale that to being able to take care of an infant. And so within that, we ha within the NICU, we have what are called giraffe omnivids that I talked about it earlier. They, they act as the mom's womb outside of her body to really, truly care for the child as if it is still within its mom's body. It mon they can monitor temperature and humidity and do surgeries and x-rays right there in that bed without having to move the baby, which in turn leads to better outcomes of care because the baby's not being jostled. They're, um, 
they're not uh, their hearing isn't getting damaged because the the giraffe bed also is sound buffering and as an infant um, our, our ears are really sensitive so extra vibration and um, things like that really really can impact a child's future life and so those beds are really important and the NICU team and the staff um, really do whatever they can to take care of the patients there. Bethany Olson, who's the uh, what the Development uh, Foundation uh, at Sanford, uh, a lot of people know they have a helicopter there, but you got airplanes too that kind of network around South Dakota. Yeah, we do, and I I can't speak a ton to them, but we do have airplanes and helicopters that will even go beyond South Dakota to get patients either to the castle or if it's a, a specialty that. Um, we don't see enough patients to be able to offer here. We transport them to um, another facility that has the specialist. So, for example, pediatric cardiovascular surgery. We don't um, see a lot of cases that need open-heart surgery at, in pediatrics, so we don't have a specialist in that realm. But we have um, a team of flight nurses that are pediatric trained that can then go on a plane to get the, the child to wherever they need to go or um, I've heard of stories where they are out west river, where kids are out west river, and they get um, a, they get bit by a snake, um, and the they need immediate attention. And Sanford Children's is the place that they need to go. So then the flight team has to go out, get them from the hospital out there, and then bring them back to Sanford Children's to be able to really take care of them here. So it's it it they work in both directions for us. Well, no, it doesn't end at the border. You go quite a while into Minnesota, mm-hmm. Iowa, Nebraska, too, right? Yep, we do. We wherever um, wherever kids are, we can we can see them. Um, we obviously are primarily in South Dakota, just because that's where our building is. But um, we actually, I've seen. I haven't actually physically seen the child, but I see every year. I see where kids are coming from, and we had kids that were from Florida that were being treated at Sanford Children's just because of um, the specialist that maybe they needed is here at the castle or they've heard the great things that are happening and they they just wanted to have their care here. Um, so, Well, often, you know, when people go to medical school, like at the university or uh, any of the uh, colleges here in South Dakota, this is a place that I think a lot of people would want to work. Are you hiring? Yes, we, well, Children's Miracle Network is not hiring here in the Sioux Falls market. Um, across the country, there are some places that have openings, but Sanford Children's is hiring um, for nursing staff, clinical staff, things like that. Just like other healthcare systems across the country, we have seen a, a decrease in nurses coming into the field and an increase in nurses that are leaving the field due to the pandemic and the stress that that put on the on them. And um, so we, of course, are always hiring for some new nurses and pediatric trained nurses to take care of our patients. Well, you brought up the pandemic. That was my next question, Bethany. How did COVID, COVID affect you uh, at, at the last couple of years? It's kind of come back to normal now? Yes and no. Um, we we um, are seeing an influx now again of pediatric COVID um, patients. And right now we are also dealing with an influx of RSV cases, which is much earlier than we normally do. Normally our our RSV season in South Dakota is January to March-ish, where we have a higher volume of patients with that respiratory illness. But um, two weeks ago we had a 
it was a really big surge um, of cases. So I think that's been something that has been a change for us um, after the pandemic. I think during the pandemic, we, at the beginning, the, the children's hospital wasn't being used as much because kids weren't getting as sick because they were at home. They weren't in school collecting all the germs from the classmates and things. Um, so we, our children's hospital and some of the equipment that we use every day to save lives of kids, we were able to bring that over to help some adult patients um, that really needed the ventilators and things like that. And so that was a hu- another asset of being kind of co- connected to an adult hospital. We're able to share resources and as we come out of the pandemic, we hopefully, um, I think the biggest shift now versus last year when we talked about this um, is that visitors and patients are not currently wearing masks in the hospital unless they choose to. Staff still is um, just to prevent carrying things to and from different patients. But um, that's the biggest change, I think. And kids are just getting sick again because they're back in school, they're back in their sporting events, all of those things, which we don't want to have to see them, but we're thankful that we have the teams in place to care for them when they need it. Talking to Bethany Olson, Senior Development Officer at the uh, Castle, Sanford uh, Children's Miracle Network. Uh, telef- a radiothon coming up here on uh, the 9th and uh, uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, from 6 in the morning till 6 at night, you'll be uh, talking about all these things. Now, uh, Bethany, I, 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 I know about the COVID, I know about the flu, but I'm not sure what is RSV. Oh, man, I am not a medical person. What, it is a respiratory it? illness, mm-hmm. and it is, um, it, it, for you and I as adults, typically it shows up as a cold, um, but with infants and young kids, it, it's a cold times 10. It can make babies really, really sick, um, or they can have to need oxygen to help them breathe. Um, sometimes they can have to be sedated just to let their body relax enough for the machines to help them breathe and help their heart keep pumping and things like that. Um, I don't know exactly what it is. Like I said, I'm not a medical person, but it's um, really bad for babies and kids. And it's the it's the main reason that you'll hear a lot um, of people saying, don't kiss babies if they're not your own, because like I said, it can be just a common cold for you or I, but it can really impact a, a little one. So well, now they say that uh, babies have uh, a pretty good immune system. What uh, what would be the time when, you know, maybe there's a fever, maybe there's a cough, maybe there's a cold, but when should the mom be concerned that maybe they, there's something more there? Like I said, I am not a medical okay. professional, so I can't answer that question. But uh, the main thing is to call the doctor uh, and, and uh, make sure that, uh, uh, you know, that they're, they're it's not, I guess, to be on the side of caution, I guess, you know, you might say, uh, don't just assume it's just a cold. Uh, RSV is something I hear more and more. I suppose that includes asthma, bronchitis, uh, uh, any respiratory uh, uh, disease, maybe in that sense. But how, how many kids are in the castle right now? Um, I believe I was told that we have about 45 in the castle itself, which is higher than most of the time. Um, but we are at least out of having to overflow to the main hospital, which is great. Well, that's uh, being utilized, I guess, is the important thing on that. How many work at the castle? You make quite an economic impact if you were to uh, uh, say there's something new in Sioux Falls. Yes. I heard this morning that there's um, in the actual hospital itself, so not within Sanford Children's Hospital, we also have a specialty clinic um, 
but this is not including those staff. So there are about 160 pediatric um, nurses and social workers and child life staff that are taking care of patients in the in the hospital setting itself. Well, can people take a tour of the castle uh, at any time if, if they're uh, a parent or grandparent or something? Um, no, not really. The hospital is, is set up so that um, we are there to take care of kids and we don't want to bring extra illnesses or diseases into the hospital as much as we can. We do, if they are a, a significant donor to the hospital, we do take them on tours, but it is guided with a, a staff member as staffing allows. But the hospital truly um, is, is there to take care of kids, so we don't offer tours to the general public um, just because that, that opens up the door for a lot of germs and a lot of a lot of other not great things for our patients. Well, that's what we're finding out, and you'll find out a lot more on the uh, Radiothon coming up on Thursday and Friday. Uh, the uh, volunteers, let's talk about them for a while. Uh, I, I know in the past, I'm so old, Bethany, I don't have tattoos, but going way back, there used to be volunteers that uh, used to make uh, heroes capes for all the kids because they would be, they could, you know, kind of like a out of a large bath towel or something that they could go around the hall like Superman or something like that. Uh, there used to be a, a lady that made uh, crocheted little booties for all of the uh, the babies and that type of thing. Uh, there's a lot of volunteers that, uh, you know, maybe those are gone, but uh, uh, you can always take volunteers, right? Yes, we have um, a full phone bank of volunteers that help during Radiothon, and then our um, volunteers that actually help at the castle go through our volunteer um, coordinator at the at the hospital. So, I don't know all of the jobs that they do, but we have people that greet. We have people that will guide um, guide you to an appointment if it's kind of out of the way of where you have to check in. Um, lots of they have some uh, volunteers that rock babies in the NICU. I know, so yes, lots of volunteer opportunities. And during Radiothon, we also rely on volunteers to answer the phones, to help check in, to sell merchandise. And I think as of right now, we should be set. We have um, a lot of great volunteers who come back year after year. But um, if somebody wants to get on our volunteer list for future for future years, they can certainly reach out to us. Well, there's a lot of corporate partners, and, and uh, I don't know if you've got a list in front of you or not, but uh, what are some of the main corporate sponsors that we're going to hear about coming up Thursday and Friday? Because they've been with you some for quite a few years. Yes, they have. So our presenting sponsor is Nielsen Construction. They are new to the sponsorship world this year, but they um, have been generous donors for several years um, at different levels, so we are so grateful to have their support. Um, Shields is also another one that um, supports us here locally. It's the, it's the Sioux Falls branch that they sponsor, and then they are also doing a, a campaign right now um, at the registers where you can donate a dollar and get a Ferris wheel ride yourself or for a child that that you love, um, and then Shields will also donate some puppies back to us as well as the funds that are raised through those Ferris wheel tokens. Um, so that's a really fun thing that's happening to support the Radiothon and support Sanford Children's Hospital. Um, we have First Premier Bank and Premier Bank Card that are longtime partners of ours. First International Bank and Trust is new to Sioux Falls, and they are generously sponsoring us for Radiothon. Um, yeah, it, there are a lot of businesses and a lot of individuals that come back year after year. I think our, our favorite thing about Radiothon um, is, hearing, is getting the phone calls of, I call every year and I just want to make sure that my donation, that I get my donation in. So 
this is how much I like to give and this is why I give. And sometimes it's people who have been giving to every single Radiothon all 17 years now this year. Um, and so those are really special. We have people that just truly are excited to hear the stories of the, the kids that we're talking about because then they know that they're actually making a difference and they're making a difference for somebody, like I've said earlier, somebody who might just be down the street, might be their neighbor, might come through their classroom, might come through the checkout line, um, and that, that means so much to us. Well, the uh, aspect of uh, the Children's Miracle Network uh, Radiothon, I think way back in the early days, uh, Bethany, uh, when I heard one of the stories, and I'm sure many other people too, you almost have to pull off the road because tears are coming down your eyes. Uh, tell us one of those stories. Yes, sometimes they are a little bit hard to hear, but in most cases, they uh, have a happy ending. This year, we are featuring the story of Nora, and Nora um, is from the Laverne area, and in the winter of 2021, she was out playing on her family farm, and um, Dad was in a tractor and backed up, and he felt the tractor kind of kind of start moving a little bit slower and go over something and and he said he he froze and he knew immediately he kind of looked around and he knew what had happened and he got out and um there was Nora and she was airlifted to Sioux Falls to be seen right away by our pediatric specialists and and uh now this is almost two years later and the doctors have since told them that Nora has made such a, an incredible recovery that they can almost put this behind them and forget it ever happened um, because she's doing so well now. But there were times, of, as you can imagine, that they didn't know if she was going to make it. But because the the doctors were able to, um, her mom works in healthcare, and she said she was just so impressed by how the doctors collaborated so well to each other. They didn't. Um, it wasn't just one doctor looking at her case. It was several doctors, and she she truly credits that collaboration um, of those pediatric specialists with Nora still being here with us today and especially having that incredible recovery that she has had. Some of those that we talk about on the telethon don't make it to next year. Um, one of them I remember, Bethany, uh, we like to use it sometimes to end our telethons. I forget what the whole phrase he used to say, but he had such a positive attitude was he'd say, stay out of the ditch. Yep. Yes, that we still do end our radiothons with it. It says, be brave, be calm, something else, and stay out of the ditch. And I I never met Raymond, but um, he his story has had certainly touched a lot of people, and like you said, his positive attitude has carried us through because here it is, year 17. I've been here for eight years, and he had passed away, unfortunately, prior to me starting, but we still use his his little voice to help us end the day every day. Bethany Olson, Senior Development Officer at Children's Miracle Network. Uh, this is your career. This is your profession. What makes it all worthwhile? You know, the the stories that we hear, they're... They're heartwarming. They tug at your heartstrings. And I think knowing that it could be you, it could be um, somebody that you love, and knowing that you can make a difference in the lives of, of the kids in our community, I think that that means so much to me, and I know it means so much to the people like Doc and like Paul who are going to be doing Radiothon with us. Um, 
I think just knowing the impact that you can make. One of our physical therapists said um, just this week of you can take something so simple as talking. He said it to um, Doc and Paul while we were on the tour. He said you can take something as simple as talking and turn it into a gift that can change people's lives, and that's so beautiful. And I think um, that really reminded me of I'm not doing a whole lot by doing my job. Like if you think of the, the skills involved in it, I guess. But at the end of the day, it's really making a big impact. Well, Children's Miracle Network kind of says it all. Um, and it's not just the kids. It's the whole family, the parents and everybody. That It's one package, isn't it? Yes, it is. We take care of the whole, the whole child and the whole family. We have staff um, that we have a pediatric chaplain who is, yes, they're to, they're to take care of the spiritual needs of the child, but also to take care of the spiritual needs of the family and just to walk through um, a journey with the family. The same goes for our child life team. They are there to help the child with the pokes and the, the scary parts of being in the hospital, but they're also there to tell the siblings about what is going on with their brother or sister um, and help mom and dad navigate some of those tough conversations with um, their kids that they might have to have. So we are truly taking care of the whole family. We're glad that you're there. Bethany Olson, Development uh, Director with Sanford uh, Children's Miracle Network, coming up on Thursday and Friday, 6 in the morning till 6 at night. Watch for those times when they can double or triple your, your amount, and I uh, want to thank you for being with us on 4. Yes, thank you so much.